Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Right. Hey, what's up, everyone? How are you? Welcome to Side Stories. I'm Ben Kissel. And Henry yeah. Zabr- and, and, and you're Henry Zabrowski. Yeah, you got to do the heavy lifting, man. You got to throw me to the oh, audience, man. Oh God! And Henry Zabrowski is here as well. Is this a weight joke? What's that? No, that's not a weight joke. As a matter of fact, well, I guess it could be. Although, honestly, you don't weigh that much. So for me, that would actually be an indictment of my weakness if I even pretended like it would be difficult to pick you up because I can pick you up anytime I want. During the last VIP meet and greet in Philly, <laughs> a woman made you made you lift her. Yes, right. You had a, she made you lift her. It was a request. Which is fine. It was, yeah. But then I asked you to lift me, and you went no. <laughs> like it was the way you said it. It was well, the weariness inside your voice. I think well, mostly just because you had been sort of like you really exerting yourself. No doing it, the smile. No, it was pretty easy to lift her up. I'm actually a pretty strong guy, but I am in my like third Undertaker phase. I'm like Mark Calloway, dead man phase, like coming in on the motorcycle, half exhausted at all times. Um, so you know, I can lift it, but like when people request me to pick them up, it's not exactly like thrilling because then if I drop them, it's a lawsuit and everything falls apart. You also got quite a bit, again, it reminds me of when we were traveling together. It just, you know, everybody's got something to say about how big you are. They do, man. Every single person. It's important. Literally just, <laughs> they point at you and they say, wow, you're a monster. Yep. And I have to sit and watch you register each one. And you go, yep. Sucking down one more <laughs> sip of the beer. Like, yep. And it's just like, I know, I know you're big, but I guess I've just lost all concept of, yeah. Uh, I guess you are uh, a true beast of the blood. Can I say that to you? I guess so. It doesn't really matter. I am a little bit taller than most, but I want to say thank you to everyone. Sorry, number one, Phoenix. We're going to be there again August 17th. Can't wait to see you then. But thank you so much in Boston and uh, Philadelphia. Dude, that Wilbur Theater was unbelievably beautiful. It was absolutely wonderful. That was I crazy. I love both of those cities. And it, you know what's nice about Boston is I didn't get a single beer bottle thrown at me <laughs> once, which is a nice change because it's an aggressive city. Uh, and when I, and then Phoenix, we get to go when the planet's even closer to the sun. Oh, great. I can't wait. And, and we're going to sizzle, sizzle. Mm. I'm, we're actually going to probably make it into a little bit of a, I think that Dogmeat and I were talking about it with our ladies going to do a bit of uh, alien tourism. Really? Around, because, I mean, Phoenix, I don't know, I don't know much about Phoenix, but I do know that Tempe, 
I got to get me some of the like what Stephen Greer has. Uh-huh. Like he's they're kind of like a bell, but it's a big circle, and you <laughs> like a soccer fan, like one of those. It's like a, it's, what were those? Vuvuzela. Yeah, is it a vuvuzela? Something like it's that. It's like that. Okay, but it's not just to to call the Italians gay. Oh, you know what right. I mean? It's That's a, good. You, you, you do the circle bell to make the Italian, make the, not the Italians. The Italians. You do the circle bell to make the aliens show up. Oh, well, don't be surprised if a, if a couple of Italians show up as well. I watched that Croatia-Denmark game, and I didn't know how many people were into soccer in America until it was a close match, and everyone was really going nuts. They're lying. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, we got a bunch of fun little stories to get to today. A little follow-up. Casey Anthony, she's yes. back. She's back in the news, or at the very least, she People is. Magazine, which is like the worst thing that's ever happened. But evidently, uh, 10 years later, the, this case still affects everyone involved in the family. George, her father, is still not speaking to Casey. He said that what? she- What? Yeah, can you believe it? He said, "He said, quote, she's a bad seed, and when asked if he was speaking to her, he flatly said no, and Casey Anthony uh, has also moved on from, from her father. Casey Anthony said she just does, or this is according to a source close to her, uh, says she just doesn't need to have him in her life. Isn't that Yeah, exciting? because you, you went all the way to lie about. Uh, accusing him of molesting right. you, and you'd think you'd think it wouldn't have the fallout <laughs> that it would, but it does. And the same thing so. with the brother, because so, they try yep. to keep. She tried to get back in touch. Well, the brother tried to get back in touch with her a little bit, especially after the trial, right. and then she cut him off because uh, she also accused him of molesting her. Yeah, believe which it or I not. think is. I like to believe the victim. Mm-hmm. I believe the victim. I, I oh, well, always a murder of this is the murderer of a small child, and I think that's yes, the real is. victim here. And it's got to be like, uh, according to sources, Lee, her brother, has frozen her out. Um, so they are not speaking to each other even after all this time. Turns out, if you uh, accuse your family of molesting you to try to uh, cover up the fact that you murdered your daughter, it does have long consequences when it comes to family relationship. I was trying to find here, trying to find who her PR company is, because I want to know, how does she get in People magazine and we don't? Well, I I think that we don't quite have the Casey Anthony fame. I mean, honestly, Casey Anthony is, she's top tier A celebrity when it comes to uh, killers. Really? You think that she, I guess she does. I guess in terms of like face and name recognition, like she'd get a better, she'd go farther along at a pitch at HBO than we would. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We actually referenced this in uh, in the live show coming up here in Portland. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a very, very fun idea. It is a fun idea, but it's all, but I wonder, uh, she's got to have a team. She does. People organizing the shit. I mean, but no one will, I'm looking it up. And the first thing it says, because I want to say Casey Anthony, PR team representation. Right. And as you go through, uh, they say the first one is Business Insider Magazine saying Casey Anthony doesn't deserve a PR agency. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> but she has one. They're right. PR agency. She you know what I mean? They don't care who it is. Yeah. I mean, does she? do you think she has like a working manager who was constantly stressed out trying to get her more interviews, trying to get her TV hits? Well, she's got a new tea job going on too. She's pumped them up, and so to be honestly, to be honest, she's kind of like ready to go for television. She's ready yeah. for a show, and I would. I'm not saying like I should be watching it or anyone should, but I would. I mean, hey man, people have killed people and had television shows uh, before, I suppose. So Matthew Broderick, what is this? Uh, now, what happened with Matthew Broderick? You guys mentioned this in the live show in Boston. Ninety six, he killed someone in a car accident. 
He did. It was a vehicular manslaughter. Oh case, my god! Which is one of those things where it's got a really cool name, but it's kind of like not the most fun crime. No. Vehicular manslaughter. Matthew Broderick. Okay, so here this is from eighty-seven, nineteen P- in People's Magazine. Matthew Broderick had just finished filming Biloxi Blues. Jennifer Grey had a few free weeks before starting the publicity rounds for her new movie, Dirty Dancing. Ooh. So the busy couple, whose antagonistic brother sister act in last year's Ferris Bueller's Day Off was the start of a more harmonious off-screen liaison. I did not know Decide- that. I did not know that either. Wow. Decided to take a vacation. They flew to Ireland and rented a BMW three sixteen, planning to drive around Northern Ireland on in Northern Ireland on mm. August. 5th, they set off from Irvinston to McGuire's Bridge. But the jaunt ended tragically 80 miles west of Belfast in a car accident that left two dead. Wow. Broderick, 25, was driving when at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He and Gray, 27, pulled into a gas station just outside Enniskillen to ask directions. An off-duty policeman told Broderick his route was just stupid and offered to lead them to the right road. Uh-oh. But the actor on vacation from stage directions declined and went his own way. That's- he wasn't going fast, says the policeman. Less than 40 miles per hour. And yeah, and then he killed a bunch of people in a head-on collision. Oh, but I feel man. like a lot of people were trying to cover up the fact that they think that they were a little bit Irish afternoon. Oh, maybe. You know well, we can't malign. There's many, many years ago, hopefully after all the families are okay. Always uh- malign. Never <laughs> de-align. <laughs> My gosh, that's absolutely crazy. I did not did not realize that. I also didn't realize he was dating Jennifer Grey. That's madness. Yeah, man, that's a hot to trot, man. You know, I will say, and I I like her less after the nose job. Well, I don't know. You don't got to change yourself. Look no further than the the teeth of Buscemi. He is. Just don't you don't. You don't gotta touch your face. You don't have to. But at the same time, I like a woman with strong facial features anyway. I like that. I like that look. It's a fu- it's like a Roman nose. Well, then you have got to become a producer, Henry, and start casting your own work. I would. I know it. All right. Well, what else do we want to get to? We also have a well, little follow-up have- on Keefy D, right? We do that absolutely. Where apparently he is currently on his deathbed, and he came out and spoke with the Sun uh, in the UK, which kind of takes a bunch of credibility away from it. But he said again, uh, "I know who shot Tupac. I was in the car right. when it happened, and he essentially passes the buck to his nephew Orlando." So it's kind of it's like a game of hot potato, but uh, the potato yeah, is but who to- killed Tupac. Well, apparently that, that's well, what we told we talked about a little bit, which the documentary murder app and the book murder app covers pretty well. And also the uh, doc uh, Biggie and Tupac, not the Nick Broomfield one. OK, it was uh, it was another one that basically says that they're in the car. They're riding up against Tupac. They got the one piece of artillery that the other dude brought because they always kind of have one have to have one secret gun. Mm-hmm. And Orlando was on the left side of the car as they pulled up to the left part where Tupac was like in the driver's side, not the in the uh, what's it the guy that what's it the passenger seat right and right next to the driver. And they handed the gun back to Orlando when he said, "I'll do it," and then he popped him. Well, evidently, yeah, this was under a it was a taped confession. I guess he had immunity because he was already in prison. Is that right? He was, I don't know. He, I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer. Uh, nah. I, so he had immunity. So this is a tape confession. This is what Keefe D claimed. He said, I gave it to Tupac, or gave it to Dre, and Dre was like, no, no, no. And Lane was like, hey, now. Hey, now. He no, no, hey no. Hey, now. Frankenstein and, and Dracula, and he started singing that song. 
Um, he said, popped the dudes. That's claimed Keefe D. And then he just said he leaned over and rolled down the window and popped them. Anderson, who denied murdering the rapper, uh, was killed himself, as we talked about, in a shootout at a garage in L.A. So I guess we found out who – I mean, what is it done? Is, is it actually solved now? I guess so. I don't know. I don't think so because they would really have to d- – Take all, put all the the fucking dots together and cross the T's and dot the I's. Right. But the problem is, is that the, uh, the everybody that's involved around the case is dead. Right, or about to be dead. Keefe D, the last one standing, other than I guess Suge Knight, who probably has some answers, but he ain't well, gonna talk. He's the Bush Beans dog of rappers. That is a very appropriate <laughs> way, but I would say the Bush Beans dog of producers. Yes, that's correct. In terms of producers. rappers, he was in completely silent. Because yes. technically, the Bush Beans dog did speak, right? He, he well, yes, he was sort of tell. He was joking. Oh, he'll never talk. But then he's like, I'll, I'll fucking talk. You, I talk all the fucking time. Jews did nine eleven. Whoa, what's what was Excuse that Bush me? Beans dog? Um, I, I have a question. Okay, okay. This is a philosophical question Uh-oh. before we get into another story. Oof. When Garfield is talking, yeah. can John see it? I think it's telepathy. It's, it's telepath- telepathic it's telepathy. 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 To be, between Garfield and children. I don't even think we're allowed to hear Garfield. No, but he- so in the, in the world of Garfield, yeah. in the world of comic strips, mm-hmm. when they're not talking to each other, when it's just Garfield talking to an imagined... Through the fourth wall, mm-hmm. um, does that not technically make like Garfield schizophrenic? Yeah, like in a way where like you're sitting there and Garfield's performing for a character. And if you step into the world of Garfield and John, it's just them in an apartment. Yes, but then every once in a while, I guess they're supposed to be illustrating how a dog or a cat will like stare in a space. Right. So then we're supposed to assume that from now on, when our pets they do that. They're communicating something funny or bemusing. I'd use the term bemusing. Sure. Or about our personal situation. Or completely threatening to other animals, such as what uh, happened with Normal. Did you ever see uh, Garfield minus Garfield? John is the most depressed comic book strip character in the history of comic book strips. And Garfield makes him that way. I think that a there's a pretty I imagine that this is hack at this point but my point of view is that John's a very dangerous person Could and be. that if you especially in the Garfield minus Garfield uh, comic strips if you look at John he's a man about to pop He's a man that's about to fucking <laughs> light up the office, yeah. especially his fascination with the veterinarian. Right. Um, that's got to be very scary. Right. You know, we were talking about this at the bar in Boston. I think it was in Boston, but how crazy it would be if we had this technology that we have now and we got to go back to like 1985, we would literally be Professor X. We would have the oh, exact yeah, yeah, yeah. same ability to be like, I know where all of you live. I know where all of you, I know what all of your faces look like. And we would just be seen as X-Men. If we just could bring Twitter to 85, if we could just find out how to have a time machine. That's the problem. I'd be That's the problem. That's the big leap here. But I'll tell you what, that's actually a very good segue Okay. to a story I want to talk All about. All right. But I, I think a part of also is saying I think that we should wait a couple of years and put a couple of money into Mech Warrior oh. uniforms and then go back in the past and really scare the fuck out of Benjamin Franklin. And so, and then we light him up with a flamethrower. Bunch of turkeys all around. Benjamin Franklin, Philadelphia's <laughs> king. Okay, so this paranormal researcher claims he discovered a time warp outside Las Vegas. Now, this is one of the Perfect. one of my favorite type of high strangeness stories that I think is it's fun and it 
is just just distracting enough from reality. Okay, that it allows me to just stop screaming interiorly. Well, you so, definitely are screaming uh, exteriorly. I'm very sorry. I don't mean to yell at the listener. That's no. Technically, that's what we have to. Do. We're speaking with them, not yelling. A paranormal investigator okay. claims he found the first time warp right outside Las Vegas. This is from Newsweek. <laughs> so. Credible. All right. Joshua Warren, a paranormal researcher who appeared on Travel Channel's Paranormal Paparazzi, said he watched time slow down 20 microseconds near the interstate outside the city. Uh. He's measured how time moves across Nevada, including Area 51, but he hadn't found any evidence until now. I think there may be a space-time warp on the edges of the city, but there has just been so many man-made tech nearby that it's taken a while to realize what's naturally happening in the surrounding hills and mountains, he said in a statement. Oh, wow. Warren told Fox 5 in Las Vegas that it's impossible for time to slow unless a black hole approached Earth or unknown technology, quote-unquote, nearly nearby, disrupted the laws of physics, which I think it's very interesting. Is this something natural that gives us a window, a gateway into another world, or another level of reality? Or is this the byproduct of some kind of weird technology, be it something secret and man-made, or something that's extraterrestrial? So basically what he said is, uh-huh. he took he took a machine called a DT meter, which is also referred to as a differential time rate meter. Okay. Which I don't, I, I'm not sure what that means. Can you order one online? You're going to have to get one. If it, if you, you got to start ordering all this stuff online, Henry. I already bought three hundred dollars worth of ghost hunting equipment, and Natalie won't let me use it in the house until I I have to seal the house spiritually, and it takes a month. I have to follow a lunar cycle and do all this shit. And oh I just haven't done it because we've been traveling, just, but she won't let me use it until we make sure that there's no that there's no ghost that can jump through any sort of uh, holes I create. Well, use it in the studio, and then maybe we can pick one up for a podcast special. Have him as a guest. Two hundred bucks on eBay. 200 bucks. Not bad. That's really not bad. But basically what he did was that he took this machine and then he just went around with it all (laughs) across Nevada looking to see if there was difference, like basically showing that time, time's supposed to happen at a certain rate. Mm -hmm. But it looked like when he went to this one area right outside of Las Vegas, it had slowed down for 20 microseconds. And I don't even know what that means. It's like 20 microseconds behind the official atomic time. Um, and I but I, I mean, don't know if it's good or bad, but it's like, something. He wasn't like visiting a brothel and in a moment of ecstasy or something like that where time might... <laughs> yeah, it like, oh, seems like it was slower or something. Was, he was just totally sober doing all this? I think so. I, uh, I uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a paranormal researcher, Kissel. Is that, does that, is that conducive with sobriety? No, what you do is, no. Paranormal <laughs> researchers, you have to be sober during the day, but then you must drink to go to sleep. Oh, I see what the rules yeah, are. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's what I, that's where, how I live. Like a senator. Where it's like, I'm, yeah, like a senator. I'm pretty sober during the day for the most part, and then I'm, I get, I have to, you know, do stuff at night just to make sure that something uh, can happen in my sleep. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why we did not get a wink of sleep in Boston, because... The drunk levels just weren't quite there, and we had to be up at 7 o'clock in the morning, and it just didn't happen. It's very sad when it's when you've realized that about yeah. yourself, when you're sitting in the hotel, because you're both like, I have to get up tomorrow to do another show. 
I can't be as hungover as I was for the Boston show, right? For the Philly show because it took all day to recoup mm-hmm. from the Boston show. Because well, what happens is we came into town Boston the night before in Boston, yeah. and there's kind of a freedom where you're like, oh, we're new in town, we could do whatever <laughs> we want, yada yada yada. It's nine beers later, right. and we're yelling about how things are unfair. Oh my and god! And then the next day, we I will wake say up, that bartender he looked at us like we were regulars. He did look at he's like those guys, those are. Celtics fans right there. They they We've, proclaim Larry Bird is the best basketball player of all time. That's how drunk we got. I we did get we did to good. Larry Bird for referencing him for some reason. Well, if you think I don't about know what, people who can who knew how to like not be able to jump but also play basketball, Larry Bird's number one. I'll tell you that. What I like about him is that he can touch the hoop standing up, and he's got ginger butt hair. That's what I love about him. Anybody with red butt hair is a good basketball player oh, to me. But, the only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox decides and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively. But BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little bugs and rats and oh they love their life and they love the they love what bark box brings because bark box brings the bark and puts it in a box yep to get your free upgrade go to barkbox.com slash l-e-f-t my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, 
you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Every day, I fight to set my child up for success, which is why as I sit and read Carmi and Wendy Dune, trying to explain to them the concepts of the savior complex not working, doubling back on itself, the concept of what does it mean to be a living God? What are those limitations? What are those expectations? And honestly, I know they just want chicken. But there are kids out there that need this type of direct help. And IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them understand and master topics in a fun way. Not unlike me. Reading children, Dune Messiah, getting to about 365, seeing where they're at, see if they understand anything. There's no more grading these worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. You can't even believe it. You don't want to make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast in the left listeners could get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash left to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. But no, we went and then so yeah, you then you can't drink quite the you know, you just can't drink. No, you can't. Quite so um when we go to Las Vegas, which inevitably we will have to do, we're not going there for your bachelor party. We're gonna go to a much uh, well, I don't know a much more fun, but a much more haunted place. As a matter of fact, we're gonna be in New Orleans, but don't haunt us down. I'm not gonna tell you the dates. But we should get this device before we go to New Orleans. So when we idea. go on our little expeditions, which speaking I'll, of some, I'll make sure I have it. Okay, great. Yeah, maybe I'll pick one up for you as well as a gift. Um, because sobriety will not be in the picture, but we could find a bunch of ghosts. I mean, I that's what I want. It would be awesome. Um, that's obviously what I want. That's what I've always wanted. All right. Well, okay. A potential time warp portal right there outside of Las Vegas, I guess. If you want to, if you got one of those machines, go check it out. Confirm with us that the time is indeed slowing. Um, I, 
I would like to see, but I was like, what the repercussions of that? And it's mostly just high strangeness. It's mostly just the idea of any rules can be broken, which I think is really uh, important. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we said when like now we're in the middle of Men in Black, right? Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly strange. All mm-hmm. of the material in it is is very like it's it's hard to put your finger on about whether or not it's ghosts or it's aliens and it's stuff like that. If that shit can happen with just a guy reading a, a meter and he's saying like, well, everyone says time's supposed to be constant all the time except for this one spot where it's twenty microseconds behind. Then you're just like, well, I guess that a lot of shit can be wiggity. A lot of things can indeed. Well, speaking of uh, strange. Things, not strange, uh, high strangeness, but this is kind of a fun story. Last week's episode, we had a lot of food talk as well. I think that was the episode where we spoke about the fella who uh, had his friends eat his own foot, which was kind of a strange uh, uh, dalliance with, uh, with cannibalism. This story comes out of, I believe, Germany. A worker is, uh, he was probed, but not in an alien sense, in 21 deaths after he, after he's caught poisoning colleagues' lunches. A German man was caught on camera poisoning his co-workers' lunches, and police are investigating whether he's responsible for 21 deaths over the past 18 years at this metal fittings company. The 56-year-old suspect was arrested in May after a colleague at the ARI, uh, Armaturian Armaturian Company Armaturian Company in Northwest Germany noticed a suspicious white powder on his food. Everyone is dying in the lunchroom but this guy. How did it take so long to find him? Because <laughs> he's just sitting there eating lunch, just enjoying his life, which I think is great. I mean, I, I feel that there is, uh, it's one of those where this is a crime that obviously is terrible. Yeah, of course. 21 people have died. You, got, you don't, don't mess think, with people's food, man. Come on. No, but I think also everyone can sort of understand it. Everyone, I mean, honestly, I worked in an office for one year, and yeah. I get the anger and the rage uh, that builds up in a person because your little manager who you know doesn't do anything, Fuck you do all the work. They're mean. Every day they yell at you. Every day they take advantage of you. Every day they beat you down. And this man, I guess, had enough. So this dude, the guy who reported, how many times? Because office culture is poisonous. It's horrible. It's also the it's all the stuff where they're like snitching on each other. Oh my god! And someone goes being like. I think Henry's spending a bit too much time browsing online. It's right. been like, why are you looking at me? Huh? Look at why are you looking at me? Look at yourself. Look at my shit. Look at yourself. Yeah, you should give him a mirror and tell him to look at the, put that right on their little cubicle wall and be like, every time you want to judge me, look at yourself. Don't even I'd bother. also want to put it down to an almost level of, this is a bit extreme, Uh-oh. but I'm going there, Uh-oh. a domestic personal terrorism, which is the idea of the open office format. Oh, like, you, you don't know like that thing? Of course not. You like the cubicles. Yeah. Really? So you have some privacy. Oh, that's you have a little bit of the, privacy. I so you could the, stroke it a little bit. Oh my god. You, you can't stroke it's still open. I'm not trying to. No, I, know, I don't want to. The cubicle is so sad. You're in there, you're like a little gerbil, and they're just like, hit the keys, gerbil, hit the keys faster. No. What is worse? Have you ever worked in an open I, office? The concept? one that I worked in was open. It was four of us there. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, I That's guess. not even an open concept. I'm talking those places where you go and it's all 30 people sitting in one big table. I see. And everybody gets to see what everybody's doing. Yeah. 24 fucking seven. All right. Your boss coming around, looking over your shoulders, be like, Oh, that's a funny meme. You know what's a funny meme I heard about? It's called getting back to work. <laughs> 
Well, this dude who was who found this white powder, by the way, very obvious way to poison someone. According to this yes. article, they said he's a quick thinking man. <laughs> he, alerted, <laughs> he, alerted, he alerted this to his superiors, which I hate. I hate saying the words I have a boss or a superior. I don't know why. I've always just like tried to call them my friend or whatever. Travis, when you refer to us, to other people, like, do you say the you don't say bosses? No, of course not. So what do you say? <laughs> The guys I work for. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Foreman. No, I don't. It's not a disrespect. Thing. No, no, you should never claim to have a boss. Oh, yeah. Don't give them the power. That's all they want to hear. It's, just, it's the it's the unorthodox nature of my job that right. I, is why I call you the those guys that I work for. Yeah. No, it's difficult like to that. see us as bosses when, again, we're about to do another episode of Men in Black. I understand why the term might be difficult uh, to conjure up, although technically we are. Um, but that is okay, <laughs> because we don't want you to say that, though, because you have you have your own agency. So this powder was identified as lead acetate. 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 It's acetate. Well, whatever it is, it's killing 21 people. Now, it's a highly toxic, well, toxic, we don't know yet. We don't what? know if it's killed 21 people. We know that 21 people in the office have died of mysterious circumstances. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, but they have not yet said uh-huh. the full words. Well, according to company manager Tilo Bletchinger, uh, in the beginning, we thought, this is a quote from Tilo Bletchinger. He said, in the beginning, we thought it was a misconceived prank between coworkers and not a murder attempt. That's what kind of prank is I, I've been poisoning it all of my coworkers. Now that is humorous. Honestly, it's German. That's so I think a, ger- a German prank That's is true. definitely one that brings you very, very close to death. Oh, my God. So police have now wow. expanded their investigation to include the deaths of 21 employees who had died since the year 2000. So this dude has been doing this for a minute. And it's probably the yeah. only thing that makes him happy or the only reason he can b- put on his weird German boots and go to work. Think about how much more fun work would be if every day was if every day was a new opportunity to poison them. I guess And that's so. all it was. Like, it wasn't like you weren't doing anything else with your job. You literally was every day like you were pulling the lever, and the only thing that kept the <laughs> smile on your face, whistling all that shit, is because you got a new batch of poison. I guess, Like, yeah. it's all ready to go for everybody, and you're going to dump it on and be like, uh, you walk up to, to big old Gwendolyn sitting there being like, love your sweater, Gwendolyn. Love how many seals you got on it. And she's just like, they talked to me. You didn't fire your return time. And you're like, yeah, Gwendolyn, I know. I'll see you at lunch. Seems like you've really gone d- deep into the psyche of this man who murdered potentially 21 people. <laughs> I just understand that office culture oh, office man. culture drove me to near insanity. No, I understand. On the last live show, I think it was in Boston or maybe Philly, we were talking about introverts and how horrifying they are because... I'm scared of them. Yeah, they're not quiet. They're, they're plotting. They're always yeah. thinking, much like Garfield. They are dangerous, dangerous creatures, uh, dangerous yes. people. This is according to Bletchener, again, this dude's manager. He said uh, about this dude, he was... Was conspicuously inconspicuous. What does that mean? Conspicuously like, inconspicuous. I don't know. Wait a second, so he's like dressing like a ninja and shit. <laughs> like he's no just acting like putting a, a potted plant on and like trying to act like he had camouflage. Conspicuously. That's the only. St- I don't know. They didn't like this guy. 
I don't. That's think what so. this means. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's an interesting way to describe someone. It means it's like they, they all didn't like him. Right. They gave him a hard time, but he did just enough of his job that they couldn't fire him. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, the whole time while he was flying under the radar, he was killing them one by oh one each night, laughing himself to sleep. Oh my God! Well, I would like to uh, on, make make a movie, make a movie out of this guy. It would sort of be like the Machinist. Um, but if he poisoned all the coworkers, yes, absolutely. And then one by one, and just them, and you you call the movie "The Man Who Brought Powder to Lunch." Oh, <laughs> and not the boy powder. No, and not the uh, not the drug powder. Which, by the way, not the drug cocaine, which is of course a powder. Be very careful with all these heroines and these cocaines out there, ladies and gentlemen. They're cutting it with fentanyl. Yeah. You got to be very very careful. Get one of those drug testing kits. I'm going to talk about well, that more on top hat. LA's having a really hard time Horrible. with uh with fentanyl in the uh cocaine. Mm-hmm. Not that I would know because I don't do cocaine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see here. Do you want to do this one just really quick story about how uh technology, this facial recognition technology, is just being able to like have people uh it's uh lip syncing videos and so then the people you see the people and it sounds like they're saying something different than they're actually saying. It's very difficult to tell the truth uh from well, do you remember? What I will say is, do you remember when Pokemon Go first came out? Yes. Is that right before? Because it was right before, I believe it was right before the election. It was the summer before the before 2016. Mm-hmm. And so people were really paranoid about Pokemon Go being a sort of like dry run for technology for the secret government mm-hmm. to sort of like figure out how to track us and use what is would be eventually be called the the arg technology yeah. or like anything that puts it like and I feel like there's something we're getting close to it. Didn't, I feel like there yeah. is a way for like these kind of face changing apps mm-hmm. and all these kind of stuff to basically provide a bunch of like hard data for the uh, government to purchase from and then use for their own game. Yeah, dude, it's horrifying. It's horrifying, and it's all it's all happening now. We are in the future that uh, that uh, basically every sci-fi director predicted in the eighties and nineties. Uh, and I'm like, they can make you say they can make you say anything, and it's never well, going to be good. Well, it's just like the the idea that Trump is a is a is a, a warrior for truth and that the intelligence communities are fighting against him is just the dumbest shit on the face of the planet. It goes back to no Trump is such a great distraction and allows all of this shit to just go and go and go. And I would I would not hesitate to believe for a fucking second that like they would use Trump's uh, incredible way of now figuring out how to completely blur the lines. Oh, it's all blurred. Fact and and the idea, and the creating the concept of fake news, giving it the the slogan, because the one good thing that that piece of shit is good at is giving a slogan, and so he gave it a slogan that then permeated mm-hmm. everything, and now we're fucked because yeah. we're going to be in a whole new world of we're not going to know what's up or down. It's going to be totally confusing. I'm going to talk about more. Of, I'm going to talk this about this in depth more on Top Hat too because there's a bunch of great quotes from a bunch of senators and stuff like that about how it can be used as a weapon and all of those things. It's it's a scary time. Remember that with Pokemon Go though, where they just kept on finding bodies? Like it yes. was just people like looking for like Gorbachev or is that a name of a Pokemon? It was, <laughs> That's the name of, no, no, it is, not. Leader, it is not. Whatever that the is name, a- <laughs> Burb or whatever the hell uh, fucking Pokemon were called, everyone kept on finding corpses, and that's really the game within the game. 
Well, a part of what it was supposed to be was that it's just, I can't believe how much, now you think about it too, but like how much shit that whole thing got, where it's like it got people out of people's homes. Yeah. It got them out of their homes and got them exercising. The reason why they were finding bodies is because we've become such a listless society that bodies could be left around. I guess. And no one was walking around doing anything. So right. it's like yeah. they, just exercising. How many bodies could family. be found if we weren't all so obese and lazy? That's <laughs> really what we found out with Pokemon Go. I guess a lot. My God. That reminds me of that Westworld show, which now I'm halfway through season one, and it's pretty good so far. I know it's a bit of an older show. I'm, 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 I'm a bit behind, but I think it's pretty You good. are. Yes, you are behind. When did that show come but out? It, like five years ago? It came out uh, in 2016. Oh, okay. Well, but not that far behind. It's good. I really do like it quite a bit. Uh, and the season, is, second season is very confusing, and I have to keep going back and rewatching it because we keep being out of town, and I don't have time to go back and uh, watch it again, and is, I have to like, catch back up. Is it like Twin Peaks season two confusing? No. Okay. Cause no. That is not, but you don't understand. That's the other thing, too, about season two, the revamp of... Uh, Twin Peaks is that it's not supposed to be linear. No, I it's know. Not suppo- it's yeah. supposed to leave you mysteries that you're supposed to the you're supposed to enjoy the gray spaces. Yeah, Kissel. yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not an excuse for open ended writing. Uh, it's no, not, it's not, an not excuse it's for art. anything lazy. It's just but, what art is. Yeah, That's yeah. called art. The, you can't answer every I question in the world. <laughs> 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 you are correct though. Oh, right. But I think about it, but the thing is you have to make it good. Yes. Even if it's total fucking nonsense, it has to be compelling nonsense. Uh, and to me, that's what David Lynch does well, where it's like half the time I'm like, yes, very confusing, David. Thank you for also making it look good. One could argue that's what last podcast on the left is as well. Uh, well you just make it compelling. Make it compelling. No matter that's what you're matters. talking about. Always got to put, got to leave them with a smile, because that's what I say. Mm-hmm. You know how I say that at the beginning of each recording that we do. <laughs> I say, let's leave them with a smile. Yeah, that's what you say. Um, all right, everyone. I, I think that's basically the stories of this week. Email us at thelastpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Send us some stories if you'd like to. Um, also, I'm dab, I'm dipping my toe back into Twitter so you can find me there email me some stories I'm not going to do the deep dive like I was doing because I found myself thumbing through again today just absorbing nothing it's all nonsense And every- All it is is pure rage. Oh my god! So just god. try not to get it in there. Well, you can also follow me at yes. on the, the bullshit Twitter at Henry Loves You. You can follow me on Instagram at Doctor Fantastic. Fantastic. And you can follow Last Podcast Left on LP on the Left and all of the fucking horseshits. Uh, thank you again for listening. Yes, thank you so much. Instagram Ben Kissel one for me, and we will be in Portland, Oregon. Uh, this weekend, cannot wait to see you. We'll be there on Friday. I think we're going to hang out on Saturday as well. Um, I don't know if that'll be like a, a fan thing or what. Are they, I mean, I don't know. You'll see me at a bar around 5 p.m. Uh, most likely. So I'll, I'll tweet that out if, I, if I'm if i feeling social, but I usually am. So He's always feeling social. And you like getting out there. You like mixing it up. I do. I'm going to be looking for something. for. I need meats, man. Yeah, I had such a great time with uh, with uh, with Jim, Jim and Eric watching Money in the Bank. I think I've already mentioned that. I love to meet the uh, love to meet the listeners and the fans. Um, yeah, you just wandered into a, a family's home on Father's Day. If they're the one taking the risk. I'm six foot seven. I'm like, I'm. If they even tried to kill me, I think we talked about. Now that. I'm the father. I'm the father <laughs> of the family. All right, hail Satan, everyone. Uh, live, laugh, oh. and uh, learn. There it is. Hail yourselves. Love. Lord and leave him. Wow. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A. 
a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod.